Welcome to The Whole Steward, the holistic approach to wealth from a Christian worldview. I'm your host, Andrew Stanton, and I'm glad you've joined. On June 30th, the Supreme Court handed down its decision on the legality of the Biden administration enacting student loan forgiveness. What does this mean for the millions of borrowers with well over a trillion dollars in student debt? And what does it mean for those considering taking on student debt? Today on The Whole Steward. Well, this is episode number 28. I'm glad you've joined. Thank you for listening. Today, we will be discussing the topic of student debt. We have talked about debt in general before, but I wanted to bring you just a few thoughts on the fact that the Supreme Court ruled that the Biden administration's enacting of Student loan debt is illegal. Yeah, they are not allowed to forgive the student debt. Of course, this is a simplification of the issue, but we can just look at it at the surface and say, okay, the debts are not allowed to be forgiven. Now, since the pandemic, there has been a pause on the payments of federal student loan debts. Yeah, that is quite an ordeal. But as the pandemic, quote-unquote, comes to an end, the payments are set to resume this fall. Now, that seems like a pretty standard thing. If you have a debt, you need to pay it. But there's this whole push to forgive the student loan debt. Now, who would take the brunt of that? There's nothing free in the world. Well, the taxpayers, of course. Yes, you and me. Now, many Christians will say, well, the forgiveness of debt is a biblical concept and even argue that the government should enact it from that level. If you look at, for example, the year of Jubilee, every 50 years, the land was to be returned to its rightful owner. Uh, That is often taken out of context and thought of as debt forgiveness. But in fact, if you look at it closely, the payments were set up such that the land would be paid for or paid back by the year of Jubilee. It was really to return the land to its rightful owners Uh, beforehand. So you are looking at more of like a lease set up for the land. In general, though, if you take on a debt, you are obligated to pay it. It is not right or moral for the government to come along and force the taxpayers to pay for the forgiveness of the debts. Now, There are a lot of things that are federally funded. And of course, the government structures its uh, tax code and its actions around stimulating the behavior that they want people to have. For example, if they want you to own a home, they'll give you tax credits to do that. Or if they want you to start a business or whatever the case may be. For example, if they want you to bear children which is a good thing for the longevity of 
the country, uh, they would give you a a child's credit. Uh, But in this case, we're talking about a lot of debt. And what I want to do is take a step back and just look at, for a moment, what this student loan debt is all about. Now, I went to college. I got a bachelor's degree in computer engineering. I did go to a publicly funded school. However, I still did pay tuition and I still did take on student debt, but not that much relative to how much people are taking on today. Now, one of the things that I look at, if you do want to get a degree and take on student debt, make sure it's in a field that will pay back what you are investing into your education. You could get an education by working alongside a successful business owner, and that would be more of what I would recommend to do. But if you do want to get a higher education, many do, make sure it's in a field that would make it financially worth it to get that degree. For example, my engineering degree, it paid for itself uh, several times over already, what I paid for the degree compared to what I would have made in the field without the degree is night and day, and the degree has paid for itself. Keep in mind, though, you are spending quite a few years studying and not actually earning, so that's a reason why I like, for example, if you contrast it with the trades, you can do an apprenticeship and get paid while you are learning a trade. That seems like a much better setup to me than having to pay for your education. I always said, boy, I work hard all day long. I pay for it. And uh, you don't get any payback until you start working. If you look at some of these degrees in the uh, social sciences or or what have you, there's really no economic demand for those degrees. What are you going to do with that information that you learn other than become a teacher and teach it to other people? But in terms of economics, it doesn't really produce any value. And so these degrees, they really, in terms of finances, really do not have any benefit in the long run. Many people who get these degrees end up working in a completely different field anyways. And it's like they don't even use the education that they got. But they come out with a massive amount of debt. Now, we have student debt up at somewhere around... uh, $1.78 trillion in federal and private student debt as of the first quarter of 2023. That is a lot of student debt. And the federal payments have been on hold, although they are set to resume in the fall. If you don't have a job or some way to earn an income to service that debt, you're in big trouble. If you are considering taking on student debt, look at it as an investment and ask yourself, 
what is the ROI going to be? What is my return on investment? If I'm going to spend X number of dollars on getting my degree and X number of years studying, how long will it take to break even on that and then even to make a profit? Look at it as an investment. You're investing in your education. You're taking dollars and converting it to intellectual capital. And then you can use that intellectual capital to then earn more dollars. But make sure it's a good investment. Now, there's a CNBC article I have here that uh, is dated June 4th, 2023. It was talking about the upcoming resuming of the student loan payments. Borrowers brace for student loan bills to resume $600 a month. Where is that going to come from? This is published Sunday, June 4th, 2023 by Annie Nova. In this article, they give the example of Rochelle Brooks uh, and how her budget is tight already. She's a single mother of two, which, hold on just a second, that's already a problem right there. It's a very difficult situation. Mothers of two children are not meant to be single, according to God's uh, institution, that the providing for the family would come from a team of two, both a, a husband and a wife, a father and a mother. So it's already a bad situation. And she says in the article here, quote, I go grocery shopping and spend 300 or $400 for food that'll last two weeks in my house. Although Brooke earns around $100,000 as a high school principal, her student loan balance is at nearly $240,000. She's already calculated that what her new payment will be. Quote, with an, with an extra 600 a month, where is that going to come from, Brooke said. So, here we see uh, the example of a principal, a school principal, who has various people living in her house and earns about $100,000 a year, but she has $240,000 in student loan debt. That is 2.4 times her annual income. And she needs to live off the annual income that she has. So servicing that debt must be an absolute nightmare. How do you end up with $240,000 of debt in a career that only pays $100,000 a year? This is not an uncommon occurrence, though. Be very careful. This is what I'm talking about. Look at the ROI for your degree. In my case, the total cost of the education was about half of what I earned in one year when I started working. So it took the payback period was about half a year. This, I don't know how long she's been paying on this debt, if at all, or how long she's been at that salary. But the payback is 2.4 times. It costs 2.4 times in debt what she even earns in a salary. And she needs to live on some of that salary. This is 
absolutely crazy. With so many people in this situation, we have a real debt crisis on our hands. So what is our government solution now? Well, the Biden administration was trying to enact the forgiveness of student debt nationwide. Now, who is going to pay for that? First of all, keep in mind that the cost of education is inflated because of the fact that it can be financed. It's kind of like the car market or the housing market. If people had to pay cash up front for the services or the goods that they are buying in these markets, the price of houses, the price of cars would be a lot less if people could not finance them. The education system is no different. It's a it's really a racket that allows so much money to be borrowed to pay for the education. Of course, the beneficiaries are not the students. Even though you can get an education by taking on debt, that's actually not really a good thing because it burdens you in the long run with not only an expense for the education that's much higher, but also having to pay the interest on the loans and being burdened by being in the hole when you're right out of the gate. You're already in debt, and now you have to figure out how to pay it back. It really is a sad thing uh, when you look at the education system today and what they're dealing out or doling out in terms of the degrees and what they're charging for them. They're giving out useless degrees in terms of economics and charging an arm and a leg. And the salary here, for example, is only $100,000. What a difficult situation. When we come back, let's look at the decision of the Supreme Court that was handed down and what that means for the student loan borrowers next on The Whole Steward. Hey there, it's Andrew. I pour a lot into The Whole Steward, and I'm so humbled you're listening. Did you know I regularly post new articles to our website? I also send the Holistic Approach to Wealth newsletter once a week, to which you can subscribe at thewholesteward.com newsletter. If you're enjoying what you're hearing on the show, would you share it with a friend or leave us a review? I'd really appreciate it. Oh, and thanks for listening. So the Supreme Court made a ruling on June 30th about this whole thing that's been in the news for quite a while. There's an article on CNBC by Annie Nova, published June 30th, 2023, that is titled, the headline, Supreme Court Strikes Down Biden's Student Loan Forgiveness Plan. So the key points are that the Supreme Court on Friday struck down President Joe Biden's student debt relief plan. The ruling matched expert expectations given the justice conservative majority. Education officials, however, warned of a historic rise in delinquencies and defaults. Today's decision is an absolute betrayal of 40 million student loan borrowers counting on an impartial court to decide their financial future 
based upon the established rule of law, said Paris Yu, Deputy Executive Director at the Student Borrower Protection Center. So, really, this article, of course, it's CNBC, so you're going to get a biased perspective from them. However, the information, there is some good information we can glean from here. So, uh, the Supreme Court on Friday struck down Joe Biden's uh, President Joe Biden's federal student loan forgiveness plan, denying tens of millions of Americans the chance to get up to twenty thousand dollars of their debt erased. Now, if you're a taxpayer, I'd like to ask you: How do you feel about the taxpayers having to erase the debt that these students took on? Is that really the right approach here? On the flip side, there's going to be a lot of uh, delinquencies if people cannot pay these debts. We've had a lot of inflation lately. The price of living has gone up. Wages have not quite kept up, although they are rising. But for the people who got these degrees that don't really pay a lot compared to what they paid for the degree, they're in a heap of trouble. The 6-3 majority ruled that at least one of the GOP-led six states that challenged the loan relief program had the proper legal footing, known as standing, to do so. So what we see here is the states challenging the legal footing. Uh, from the article again, quote, Can the secretary use his powers to abolish $430 billion in student loans, completely canceling loan balances for 20 million borrowers as a pandemic winds down to its end, wrote Chief Justice John Roberts in the majority opinion for Biden versus Nebraska. We can't believe the answer would be yes, end quote. So here you see... Uh, the opinion of John Roberts saying we do not see how $430 billion in forgiveness for 20 million uh, people is really going to be constitutional. They ruled it as unconstitutional. So what's going to happen? Well, I don't know for sure, but the article does say that probably one in five borrowers will become delinquent and we're going to see a massive debt crisis. Who pays for this? If if it were to be forgiven, if it were to have been upheld, uh, who would pay for it? Well, ultimately, at the end of the day, anything that the government pays for is paid for by taxpayers and savers. Because, as you know, the government will borrow money from the Federal Reserve, then spend it in the federal budget. What the ruling says is that the Congress would need to approve this plan. And if, for whatever reason, they do in the future and they start forgiving debts like this, just bear in mind that the savers and the taxpayers will pay for it. Now, the the what is collected in taxes is not enough to meet the budgets 
We've talked about this before. The government is spending more than it's bringing in. So how do they accomplish that? Well, they do deficit spending, which means they're spending money that they are borrowing. When money is borrowed, if it is created by the Federal Reserve and the Federal Reserve buys the U.S. Treasuries, well, that increases the money supply. And that, in turn, causes inflation. They don't really need to raise taxes because they can just pull that buying power right out of your bank account. Key takeaways from today. Number one, if you are going to get a degree and you are going to pay for a higher education, look at it as an investment and ask yourself, what is the ROI? Where is my break-even point? And then where is their profit in that? Number two, consider all your options. Consider maybe going into the trades, the trades, which we have a huge shortage of right now. I heard a statistic the other day that, for example, in the plumbing business, there are 30,000 people joining the plumbing industry every year, but there are 60,000 retiring. We have a huge swath of baby boomers who are retiring right now. All the baby boomers I know are either talking about retirement or retiring now. And we do not see the same number of workers replacing them coming up behind in the trades. It may be an excellent consideration for you. Or consider learning from or investing in a business, starting a business, going into business for yourself. Think outside the box of higher education. If you are going to spend the money on an education, get a degree that's worthwhile. And lastly, remember that if the student loans, or any debts for that matter, are going to be forgiven, you, the taxpayer, will be paying for that. So we can be thankful today that the student loan debts were not just forgiven because that is a foundational aspect of the economy and indeed a biblical principle that you should pay the debts that you have. Consider carefully before taking them on, but pay what you owe. Don't expect others to swoop in and pay them for you. This estimated cost for the taxpayers would have been about $400 billion, but it seems like that is going to be on hold for now. The Supreme Court has struck it down as being unconstitutional, and so now we will wait and see what happens. We may be heading for a debt crisis, among other things, in the student loan industry. Let's see how that shakes out. Don't forget to send feedback. Either leave a review for the show in your favorite podcatcher, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, It would be much appreciated. That's how we get the word out. That's how more people will hear. If you have something specific that you have heard in one of the episodes that you really like, send me an email at lettersattheholesteward.com and... Maybe I can put those reviews on our website. It would greatly help 
in getting the word out and allow me to keep bringing you the whole steward every week. So thanks for listening. Share it with a friend. And now that you know more, go out and grow more. All content on The Whole Steward is for informational purposes only and must not be considered personal, professional, tax, or legal advice. Please consult an appropriate professional for individualized advice. Though we do our best to bring you reliable information, we make no guarantee on its accuracy. So you must rely on your own due diligence to draw your own conclusions. The views expressed by guests on the show are their own and may not represent that of the host. Please visit our website for complete terms and conditions. Thanks for joining us today for the holistic approach to wealth from a Christian worldview. This show is brought to you by thewholesteward.com.